this full-scale psychological warfare, right? She's gonna act like you got this tick, right? <laughs> like the army did this experiment on you, right? It just went terribly wrong. She's like, back up, back up. Mind your business, that's all. Mind your business. Mind your Hello, everyone. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Mind Your Business. I am Naima, and in this podcast, I speak with small business owners about the work that they do and how creative culture, business development, and self love are all intertwined into their small business. Stay tuned for this week's episode. I was looking at, I, I have short blonde hair, so I was looking up like inspiration for like how to dye my hair, and I found a picture of you, and I was like, oh, and I started following you, so that's how I found out about you. Oh, cool. Can you tell me a little bit outside of your business, just a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm 19 years old. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Uh, I have a big family, and... That's where a lot of our motivation stems from. Um, my friends are, I consider my family, and they all, uh, I consider the motivation for what I do, too. Wow, yeah. that's great. So you have a big family and a very big, um, I guess, friend support system as well. Mm-hmm. Would you say that that, um, I don't know, I guess has helped you with your business, helped you to like have that support of other people behind you? Definitely, and it's also, also like, the not support has helped. Like, I don't know how to say this. Like, Interesting. You know, like, my family, they, they were, like, um, you know, they didn't like what I was doing. Like, where they, they, they thought, they, you know, they always have some sort of critique on my art or of whatever. Course. Like, they always do. So, you know, it taught me how to not give a fuck. <laughs> Good, yeah. Because they, like, always, like, always, always have something to say. Um, and I just basically have to realize that, you know, this is my form of creativity. This is what I'm going to, if it's what I'm going to choose to do, like, what I'm going to make money off of. I can't let other people's ideas and thoughts affect how I portray my art and stuff like that. Exactly. Wow. And that's, that's great that you've come to that place at 19 years old. I know I'm 24 and I'm just now coming to a place where, like, I see that how I make money and my happiness, they have to connect. They have to, you know what I mean? Like it can't be, I can't, I can't just go to a job for forever that I like absolutely detest. You know, I have to have some sort of creative something. (laughs) I have to have some sort of creative energy in my life. So I totally connect with that. Yeah. I even like quit my job and stuff like that in school. And that was kind of hard and kind of embarrassing, you know, because my family, they expected me to be, you know, number one all the time, like yeah. at school and stuff like that. So for them to hear that I dropped out and stuff like that, I was, I was, you know, nervous to tell them. Yeah. Let's get in a little bit to, like, your actual business. Can you tell me what your business is and how it started? Uh, my business is it's called Blackbird High, and it's basically a creative output business basically i create advertisements creative images and pictures for people in different various ways so you know it could be advertisements through graphic design it could be through art or i can do makeup for people's shoes and stuff like that 
um, that's basically where my art stems from. And clients would DM me about their uh, about their creative venture they're attempting to pursue, and I basically create images that you know attract the customer's eye. Wow, that's awesome! What what prompted you to like start this? What made you think like I'm actually going to go for this and I'm going to make this my 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 method of making money? Basically, it was more just experimentation at first. Okay. Like, I had to basically, like, you know, I know I want to do something around art, so it was basically me just putting out art first, you know, just putting it out and seeing, you know, what I get from that. And then from that, people would, like, ask me to do do things for them, like, um, illustrate certain things or do their okay. makeup for certain events. And I was like, okay, this is something I can work with. It's something I can actually do. And, you know, this took years. It didn't take, like, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. How did you – you have, obviously, a very large following. Um, how long have you been at this social media thing? How long have you been, you know, getting people to know about your business? Um, I would say that – Wait, can we take a moment to shout out whoever that is that's playing in the background? What song is that playing? Oh, this is a uh, Drake <laughs> right now. Drake, wait, what song by Drake? Because I love Drake. It's uh, Money in the Grave. Oof, Kevin yes. Ross. Yes, okay. Blessings on this Sunday, yes. I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so, yeah, basically took years, and I started this when I was, when I was 16. Okay. Or I, like, really started getting serious to do when I was, like, uh, 2016 on my Instagram, and um, it was just me doing, like, creative looks and stuff. And, you know, once you get no direction, and then I'll say I really got into it, like, uh, after I uh, dropped out of college. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so which came first? Which did you decide huh? to dro- Which came first? Did you decide to drop out first, or did you decide to pursue this seriously first? I, I decided to drop out first, actually. It was, like, one day I was, like, uh, late for the bus, you know, running, trying to make it, and everything like that. And, uh, you know, I had to get to my uh, early-ass classes because, you know, fortunately, I didn't really think my classes was really good when I was a freshman. And uh, the bus was just, like, there, and I saw it, and I was like, I can run, but this is so exhausting, and I really don't even like this shit. So why am I about to exert my energy to do this, you know? And I was like, this is not what I want. And I just decided to drop out, and I never went back. And I just decided to, you know, start doing what I wanted to do. Wow. That's crazy. I think we have all had those moments where it's just like, how many times have I run to this bus? And how many more times am I going to keep running after something that I don't really want? Yeah, exactly. Literally running after something. Right. (laughs) Literally running after something that you don't want. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, that's... And so, like, once I started using... Like, you know, I was a broke kid still, so... Mm -hmm. I was basically using my um, college refund. Okay, aren't we all? <laughs> to do what I had to do, you know. Right. And, um, it was actually like that actually affected a big part of my life because, or I wouldn't say a big part of my life, but it definitely had to, uh, like, was a little block I had to get over because yeah. I was using student loans. Like, I would have got a full scholarship, but because I was out of Atlanta right before my senior year, I was, like, forced to go out of Atlanta by my parents. Like, right before my senior year, I lost the, an Atlanta scholarship. Wow. So I ended up having to take out loans, like, 
the last minute for college. But, you know, it was also really good because I had a lot of money to start what I needed to do. Like I said, my mom wasn't supportive me, of me at first. so She was not supportive. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, it was a big thing with my family. That, like, they were like, you know, I was basically the black sheep. Wow. So I was homeless for a good bit of my um, year before college. Like, right after I, like, did my um, graduation rehearsals from high school homeless. Wow. Pretty much. And so I took out those loans so I could go to college. Like, not because I really wanted to, but because I needed some money so I could live. So I took out those loans. You know, I was good at college, and I was doing what I was supposed to do. But, you know, it was just like, yeah, it was just so draining. It was making me happy. So I dropped out, and I just started using my refund to pay for rent for my own apartment and basically fund my little creative stuff. And then with that, I got more people who wanted to, you know, give me things and fund the things I wanted to do. That's great. So, like, outside people who believed in your business and helped invest in you, yeah? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's really awesome. I know everyone out here is probably looking for <laughs> the same thing, outside people to invest, but I think a part of having people on the outside to invest in what you're doing is for people to see the value in what you're doing. So obviously people recognize your talent and what you're doing, so that's amazing. Yeah, it was a slow process, though. So, you know, people were, it was like mostly free stuff at first. Like, I'm doing stuff for free, and they're just showing me off on their page. And then eventually, like, you know, months later, I worked up to people paying me for my stuff and doing commissions and whatnot. Okay. And how how long of a process was it between when you would do, like, free promotions for stuff and, like, when you started to, like, you know, make a financial gain from it? How long would you say it was? Um, it was – it's still a process, honestly. Like, you know, it's, it's honestly a business – um, decision to make with people like, am I about to do this for free or am I about to do this for profit? Yeah. It basically depends on all what you can profit from it. And, you know, a lot of people, like, I realize as a black woman, a lot of people don't want to pay us type stuff. Mm, so let's get I'm into like, that. Let's talk a little bit more about that, about being a black woman and asking for your worth as a black woman and people kind of questioning you as to why you even have the right to ask for your worth. Uh, it's because, like, like, I don't know, maybe it's because they realize that not a lot of black people have good management right now, so, or any management, like, I don't have any management right now, and I feel like people see that and will try to take advantage of me as a young artist that's independent right now, and I, I mean, I want to find management, I want to find mentors because I realize those are necessities for someone starting off, and, um, that's probably going to be one of the challenges I have to come over to, to get that. But if somebody doesn't want to pay me, you know, what I feel like I'm worth, I will not take the job. I know that that's, like, a big, it's probably, like, a, you know, not a big, but at least halfway big setback on my stuff. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it'll pay off eventually because people will really start to realize what my actual worth is. And if they choose not to work with me, it's going to be a a regret on their part because I know what I'm worth and I know what I'm about to be worth in the future. I agree. I think that's something that a lot of, speaking specifically about women of color I think that's something that we've all dealt with is like not having that mentor that person in front of you who's already done it who can show you how to do it so you're kind of figuring out everything from scratch a little bit but it builds character I guess it definitely does build character and you know 
it's like you make a lot of mistakes, but eventually they all pay off because everything happens for a reason. You yeah. know, sometimes you're not supposed to take something for a reason because you aren't ready. That's right. That's exactly right. So do you have any, like, outside, like, partners that you work with? Do you have any, like, other collaborators that work with you to make your business happen? Um, mostly the only person who actually, like, you know, from creation to output of all my stuff is me. Okay. You know, so it's a one-woman show sort awesome. of thing. Yeah, but, um, of course I like to work with my black friends in the community, you know, especially like to work with black females. Yeah, shout out to black females and black people. <laughs> mm, I, I want to give a shout out to, um. Mae Stacey's on Instagram because she's worked with me through a lot of my stuff, like photography. Her photography page is Three Eye Focus. Who is that? Wait, wait, wait. Let's get this. Say that one more time. What was that? Mae Stacey's. Mae Stacey's. Find the actual. Make sure I'm saying it right. And you said this is Uh, someone that you've worked with. Okay. Yeah. So, like, in in the start of my modeling career, she was the person who I was working with for all of my stuff, basically. And she was the one, like, she kind of forced me to. Okay, so it's Macy Daisies. So it makes me and then Daisies. Yeah. Okay. She was the one who really believed in me. You know, because I was actually very self-conscious. And my friends, I went out with them one day, and they were like, oh, we need a model of Kara, come on for us. And I'm like, what? I was like, like, crap right now, pretty much. No. And they were like, nonsense. They're like, they're like, nonsense. And basically, you know, finesse me into doing this photo shoot. And I ended up, you know, liking the photo shoot, and I really liked modeling, and that's kind of what got me into modeling. That's great. So, like, I know a lot of people who, like, have the idea for a business or, like, want to start something, but they're kind of like you. They're like, I don't have the conf- I don't. I don't know if I believe in myself enough to, like, go after this. What pushed you to be like, I'm, I'm going to believe in myself and do this? Uh, pretty much it was me at my lowest point type stuff mm-hmm. like you have to realize what really matters in this world you know like even I even still have to get like daily not even daily it's you know it's like every now and then I have to get like a little wake up call that's like yeah. you know what what really matters in this world right. not working this 9 to 5 not not wasting your life away that don't matter you know what matters is pursuing what you really want to do because cause you literally could die tomorrow, and that's the reality of it. Like, I lost three people very close to me in the past two years, mm-hmm. you know, and they all died different ways. So it was it was kind of a reality check. Like, once, you know, they died suddenly that, by an accident, you know, and that was the first death, and, and I wasn't there, so that kind of hurt me. You know, I was there for my friend, and that made me realize, you know, it's because I was working, and that's why I wasn't there. So it made me realize that, um, you know, what's more important is being with the people I love. And then the second person who passed away, they passed away, they were killed through gun violence. Wow. And I was working then again. I was I was at a job, you know, working so I can get this money to do what I want to do. And then um, that made me realize that, you know, time is just too precious. You have to mm-hmm. allocate that time properly with the people you love. You know, like, you, you could be getting this money so you could spend more time with them, but if you're not if you're not actually spending time with them while you get that money, then it's a waste because their time is precious too. You know, well, yeah. everything doesn't wait for you to get ready. Right, nothing ever really waits it's, for you to get ready. <laughs> yep. And then the the final death was my grandmother. She just passed away 
you know, we all knew that she was going to pass away. So, you know, it's kind of like a waiting, spending your time thing. She was the most sweetest person I ever met, you know, loved mm-hmm. me to the fullest. And her death, in a way, kind of healed me from all the other deaths that I went through wow. in the past two years because it was like, you know, it was calm, it was slow, and, you know, we all knew it was going to happen. And, you know, the way she taught me to live was to always be myself. I knew she would, she would have my back over everything type mm-hmm. stuff. And so that's when I knew, like, I'm, I'm just supposed to be doing what I got to do to be happy in my life because time is precious. Wow. That's it doesn't a- matter if you get to live your whole life or you get to live half your life. You're you know, right. Time is precious. You are very right. You are so right there. I have found myself having a lot of jobs, quitting jobs, and just... I don't know, you're right, time is precious, and it's just hard to, like, get into this rat race that everybody wants you to be a part of, and, like, conform to just, like, making money and that being your only priority. There's so many other things that are so important besides making money, you know what I mean? Exactly, so many things. And it's just interesting that, like, losing, through losing people and losing things, you, you gain that insight of... I don't have time to be bullshitting around and, like, not doing what I love because I could die right now. Yeah, but it's also because of the gains that come with it, you know? Right. Like, in losing those people, I got a closer, tighter-knit circle of people who re- who I know was really, really there for me. Right. Because through all that loss, you're really going to see who stands by you. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Wow. That's awesome. That was great to hear that. What a beautiful Sunday today. Um, let's see, what, how do you advertise your business? I know you use Instagram. Do you have, like, any other, do you use other forms of social media? Uh, I actually do not. I mean, I I use YouTube. Really? You just use Instagram? I also, too. I don't have a Twitter or, like, I have Facebook, but, like, it's, like, all old family members that I don't associate with anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm not, I, I really can't get into other social medias like that, but I'm, I need, I know I need to try to expand my business more. Yeah. Um, luckily for me, my face is, you know, very recognized. Ha, luckily for me, my face is very well known. <laughs> yes. So I get to work with people, like, you know, if I do meet somebody and I show them my page, they yeah. become infatuated and want to work with me and everything like that. It's, it's a lot of words to mouth, a lot of traveling, a lot of, you know, asking for advice and asking for help, like, that's really important, too, especially as a young adult. Like, if you ask the right people for help, you'll have a very cool uh, support system. You know, yeah. it might not be for a long time. It might just be for what the amount of time that you need them. Right. Type stuff. Right. I know you mentioned earlier the woman who helps you with your photography. Who else do you, mm-hmm. in your life, go to for business advice or just general life advice? Um, definitely my mother. You know, she's very smart. She's annoying, so I wouldn't have her be my manager. Like, you know, family, it's always a very thin line between, yes. you know, business and regular stuff. Mm-hmm. But she's very smart, and um, I do ask her for a lot of business advice. Okay, okay. Anyone else in your circle, your mother? Do you have any friends who you trust their advice? Um, any friends my, in particular? My friends are creative. Okay. So all my friends are creative. And we'll end up having, like, little cyphers or jam sessions every now and then in which we all, like, you know, hear each other's music and whatnot. And we'll all, it, you know, it basically creates a vibe in which we're all learning and growing together with the music. Okay. 
Oh, that's very cool. That is other things too. Yeah, yeah that's like helpful. Right now, I'm actually painting. <laughs> you're doing what? I'm painting right now. Oh, as you're through. speaking to me, you're painting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Can you tell me what you're painting? What, what is it about? Uh, right now, it's a small square canvas, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like warm in the middle. It's spreading out towards a green, earthy environment. I can't really describe it because it's kind of abstract. Whoa, yeah. that sounds amazing. How how long have you been working on that? Did you just start on that? Yeah, it's more of like a relaxing thing. I feel like painting is very therapeutic. And, you know, that's why I, I like to do all the arts that I do. Every single creative thing I do is therapeutic because I'm not about to do something that stresses me out. Right, right. Let's talk about that a little bit. How has, do you have any, like, anxieties or stressors that you deal with? And how do you deal with them? Okay, so I actually have social anxiety. And it is so annoying. <laughs> this is not about rude, but it's so annoying because, people on Instagram, like, I know they're fans of me, and they want to talk to me and everything like that. I'm just, like, conversations stress me out. Starting conversations is stressful. Thinking about small talk is very stressful. Um, like, most of the time, if I'm responding to DMs, I'm only responding to my business DMs. Okay. Because it's just a lot. It is a lot. Why do you feel like, what, what come, where do you think that comes from, that social anxiety of not wanting to, like, engage with other people? Or are you just, like, an introvert, and you get energy from yourself? Um, I would say that I'm an ambivert, so it's very, like, you know, dual energy. When I need to come out the box, I can come out the box, but it's not something that I would really, like, want to do. You know, most of the time I like to just sit back and observe. Okay. And it probably stems from me, like, I was very popular when I was in school. Like, a lot of people don't believe it, but I really wasn't. And nobody really talked to me. Nobody really tried to be my friend like that or reached out until, like, probably the end of my 11th grade year or senior year when I started, I guess, getting cuter or finding the way I want to really express myself. Right. Stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, people often made fun of me because I, I was like, you know, before I went to high school, I was in private school. And my mom, you know, we're very different from the people around us. Like, I was grew up and, and was born and raised pretty much in southwest Atlanta. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, it's, it's the hood. Yeah. <laughs> it's the ghetto, you know. And... Even though I was born and raised there, my mom, she was like, no, stay your arms. You know, uh, you know, this is not a word. You know, she was very hard on me about the way I spoke to my vocabulary. So I was very well spoken. And I read books a lot, too. So my kind of realities were, were shaped around my books and the way my mom, you know, taught me how to do stuff. So when I went back to public school, you know, it was like, oh, she talked weird. Oh, she, you know, she she must think she white or something like that, mm. you know. It was, like, all that kind of stuff. You know, people thought I was conceited and when I tried to show forms of self-love, too. So, you know, it was, like, it was things like that. You know, like, I, like, introduced myself one day on the first day of school, and they was, like, give, say your name, say one fact about yourself. And I was, like, oh, my name is Kyra, and it means the best because I'm the best or whatever like that, you know. Yeah. I didn't think that was nothing, but people thought that was, like, conceited and was, like, oh, this is weird, rude, or something like that, you know. Interesting. No, it was I- just, like... That's interesting. I've spoken to people about that, and I think sometimes people mistake, like, your self-love for yourself as, like, better than. Like, people think that, like, because I love myself that I think I'm better than you. So it comes off as, like, this person is – they think they're better than me, so they're an asshole, but it's not that at all. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it was a a lot lot of things because, you know, um, I – 
I was just very different, and I really didn't know how to go out and make friends, and I thought that was something that you had to do, you know. Um, I, I didn't get a lot of attention from, you know, like, relationships and stuff like that either. Yeah. Until, like, the end of my career, too. So, you know, it was, like, a lot of self-stuff. I thought I was ugly. I thought, you know, a whole bunch of stuff that was mm-hmm. not really good for me. And it really took a lot to get out of my shell. And that's why I don't let a lot of people into my inner circle because of that. I'm like, a lot of people weren't there for me for the start yeah. until I started becoming this kind of way. Or, yeah. like, you know, it's not even becoming the kind of way. It's just expressing myself in a way that people think is, you know, interesting enough for it to be acceptable. But this stuff was not acceptable when I first started doing it. And I got mm-hmm. a lot of stuff by the last back for it. Mm-hmm. Wait, talk a little you know? bit more about that. What do you mean your your creativeness and who you were it wasn't accepted how so so uh like the when i was talking to you about the scholarship that i lost mm-hmm. i ended up having to go to um like live in this place called Hinesville, georgia okay. um after i left atlanta because uh my family thought i was being bad what really happened was i like went to a party one one day when i was like 16 and I, like, drank alcohol, so, yeah. And my mom found out, like, two weeks later and was so upset. Right. So then I got sent to the small country town, country-ass <laughs> military town called Hinesville. And they were just, like, shocked as, as heck to see me. Everything about me was very just shocking. First of all, I was black. You know, it was black people there, but they weren't black like me. They were, they were <laughs> acclimated to the very white culture that was in that um, town, right, you know, like, right. there were very few people who looked like me in the way that I was, when right. I came down there, I had locks, I had, like, electric blue locks, first of all, wow. I, like, art all of my binders, and stuff like that, Wow. and, you know, people, they wouldn't say anything to me at all, this, like, pr- like, contributes to my social anxiety as well, they just stared at me, like, literally, like, stared at me, and I was like, oh, am I tripping, like, I know these folks is not all staring at me, until, like, this one girl, she walked up to me, and she was like, hey, you want to be friends, and I was like, yeah, and I was like, cool. And then as I walked to the class one day, she's like, you know, everybody's staring at you. And I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not crazy. Everyone is looking yeah. at me. <laughs> yes. And then, like, so I, I would change my hair a lot. And, like, um, at a certain point, I put down my locks, and I just had an afro. And my afro was all these different colors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, as I'm sitting for the bus stop one day, like, I just hear, like, people call me clown and stuff. Like, you know, of course nobody's saying this shit to my face. So right. it's like a group of kids around, like, and I can't really see who, like, because everybody's waiting for the bus. And, you know, I just hear, like, people calling me clown and stuff like that. And, you know, I just have to ignore these people because, you know, they just never seen an afro with colorful hair. They can only associate it with clown. So that, that's the only way, only thing they could associate it with. And I have to, like, really change my mentality to realize that, you know, the way I do things is beautiful, whether these people can see it or not stuff right it takes a- i was on a very emo wave then too because you know i lost all my friends and i was just in the town right so you were definitely like shocking people with the colors and the makeup and the abstractness when, mm-hmm. when I, I just have to not give a crap i'm the same way when i get super emo i get like very like abstract and like weird i don't i don't know if that makes sense but <laughs> <laughs> i get very like emo-ish but um, yes going back let's go back to your uh, your business where is your small business based right now uh, my business is based in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, right now, I'm doing makeup out of East 
Point, Georgia, in my graphic design business is based in Atlanta, Georgia, but primarily based in West End, Atlanta. Like, that's where I'm from, and that's where my business will be primarily based always, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But I'm um, doing makeup based out of East Point, Georgia right now. Okay, awesome. And what what are some of, I know you probably have, like, a ton of things that you're doing, social media and, like, managing everything for yourself, but what are some of the big responsibilities that you have right now as a small business owner? It's definitely self-control. <laughs> right, okay. Because, you know, I feel like that's always going to be the biggest um, battle as an entrepreneur is self-control. You know, self-discipline is where it all starts. Um, it's basically getting up at a certain time, making sure you do what you need to do, even, like, the boring stuff, you know, applying to emails and yeah. making sure everything gets to where it needs to be and making sure, like, I edit videos and complete projects on time and all of that stuff. That's it's all self discipline, and you know it can get caught up if you you know miss the social life a lot. Yeah. Uh, so like it's it, it's a battle to balance because I, I do miss going out more, and I don't really do that. I really mostly just stay in and do makeup looks. Right, and I assume that's a part of starting your own business is like having a lot less time for like casual stuff and outside stuff. You probably kind of have to like mm-hmm. become obsessed with your own business, and that has to be like your your main yes. like your everything. It is, it is my everything. And it's also, like, I can also do it because I enjoy it very much. Like, mm. I feel like that's the most important thing. You have yeah. to make sure it's something you enjoy very, very much. If you enjoy it halfway, you won't be able to do it. You have to make sure you, this is something that you really, really want to do. And right. I know, like, I really enjoy makeup, and I can do it, like, effortlessly. I can do it without, I can do it, without it having to be stressful. Yeah. And that is what, how I know it's, it's something I can actually do do. Right. Do do, <laughs> so uh, yeah. <laughs> so that would be the main thing. If if you're starting your own business, you have to be. It has to be something that you that you can't live without. Something that you have to do on a daily basis. Otherwise, you feel empty inside. I mean, it's definitely a passion. I mean, of course, you have to find passions outside of it because it's going to be days where your gift pisses you off. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk yeah, about that some. Tell me more about that. What are what have been some of like the struggles and like the moments where you were like, "Fuck this! I'm not doing this anymore. I'm about to go get a regular job, and I'm not doing this." But definitely, when there's a lot of pressure from the outside, yeah. you know, about how I'm living my life, I'll I'll think like that. But definitely, there's days where I'm like, "This makeup is about to." It, it's not even makeup. It's graphic design. Like you know, it's where I'm just like man, these clients are pissing me off. It's like the way I'm doing this is right. pissing me off. It's not coming out right. I'm about to just say forget this shit. And honestly, I feel like that's why it's good to have multiple passions mm. so that you can, you know, go in between, you know. Like, per se, say for instance, you know, you're a dancer and you've been dancing, but your body is, like, freaking killing you and you just need to take a break. Yeah. And you decide to do something like painting, you know, painting gives you a good breath of fresh air you know you probably sell a few prints stuff like that it's just it's all about knowing what you can do like one thing i say that has helped me a lot is the four agreements the four agreements i i i want everybody to read them um one of them is always do your best the four agreements i'm sorry wait is that is that a book is that what is that yeah it's a book okay four agreements is a book okay and one of the agreements, one of the four agreements is to always do your best. And it's to realize that your best changes from day to day. Like, 
your best today might not be on the same level as your best from yesterday because you mm. might be feeling a little bit sicker or a little bit tired today. You know, it's all about what you can do without without stressing yourself out. Be your best and be happy with and content with your best, wow. whatever that is. The Four Agreements. Everybody check that out. I'll have to look up that myself the four agreements I definitely need that I get mm-hmm. times where like I'm have like really high energy for like what my work is and then other times I'm just like I don't know man I don't know I don't know about life but the four agreements I will have yeah. to check that out if you had one big piece of advice for someone who's starting out with social media or like just a business what what would it be um it's definitely to not take things personal mm-hmm. because you know, a lot of people are going to have a different uh, views and opinions and different responses and reactions to your art, you know, and, you know, treat you different ways because of your art. Just realize that nothing is personal. People live in their whole entire own world that they created up in their head, hmm. you know, so you have to live based off that. Too. You have to live based off your whole, your whole own entire world that you create and realize that other people's opinions and thoughts of what you do does not matter and does not have any rule of your life at the start at the end of the day interesting where do you when people judge or critique your art where do you do you take on those feelings where do you put those feelings or does it just like bounce off and you're like whatever uh most of the time I don't care (laughs) (laughs) that's a good attitude to have (laughs) well yeah most of like sometimes it may be like depending on who it comes from and what exactly they say I might care like a twin but not enough to make me, like, take a post down type stuff. Mm, interesting. Like, it's, it's never enough for me to be like, oh, my art, I should just hide it away. <laughs> it's, right. it's enough to make me leave it there and be like, this is, this is going to be for progress. Right. And we're going to see if I do next. Right. Keep if, scrolling, like, keep scrolling. It gets better. <laughs> yeah. And kind of like because of what you said, for so long you had to you had to do that. You had to hide your your artisticness, your creativeness, your avant-gardeness, so what, what's the reason to do that anymore? Yeah, I'm definitely not about to do that anymore at all. Like, recently I read a piece of, like, I read from, like, an article somewhere I was reading on the internet. It mm-hmm. was like, um, you know, don't worry about what people think. There's bigger things going on right now. And, like, it was just that simple. Mm. From, wow. Like, realizing don't worry about what you know, other people think. There are better things going on right now. Yeah, bigger and better things. Bigger going on and right better now. things going on. Wow. I will have to like write that down. <laughs> Don't worry about what other people think. There are bigger and better things happening. That is so true. We all get so caught up mm-hmm. in like what are other people thinking about what I'm doing? Am I am I making my mom happy? Am I doing everything that we we often forget to make our own selves happy first and only. Exactly, because you are the you're the person you have to live with at the very end of the day. So, just make sure you're living the life that you want to live, and you're being the person you want to be. I agree. That is on this Sunday in November. That is a great way to end this podcast. <laughs> what was the quote again? Tell me one more time. You said, "Huh?" What was the quote again? It was, "Don't worry about what was it." Um, it was, it's like, you know, don't worry about what people think. There's bigger and better things going on right now. That, that is a great way to end this. Don't worry about what people think. There are bigger and better things happening. How can people, tell me one last thing. How can you get into the money? (laughs) That's exactly, there are bigger and better things like money. Yes, money and 
being happy, happy. money and happiness. Yes. That is beautiful. How can people find more about your business? How can they connect with you? Tell them how to get in touch with you. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Blackbird High. So that's, you know, Blackbird and K-H-A-I. And then you can find me on um, YouTube at Blackbird High as well. If you can email me at kybareese at gmail.com. You can just find my email on my Instagram. Just click email, bloop, and you'll be able to email me. <laughs> awesome, yes. And I will post all of that stuff on my story. Thank you so much, Kai. This was our first time speaking, but it was really great to talk to you. And I really hope we mm-hmm. have a chance to, like, speak in the future and I get to hear more about your development. Yes, thanks, Naima, so much. Thank you so much. No problem. You have a great Sunday. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, tell a friend, leave a comment, and please remember to always, always mind your business.